0: Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey.
1: Hey, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week is going well. Um, today I have with us Rachel Van Beber. Um, Rachel lives in Auburn, just graduated from Southwest
0: Baptist University.
1: Yeah, I always have to think when I say that. Yeah. I always have to stop and think. Um, Rachel's actually interning with us this summer here in the office, and I'm always excited to have her back around me. And I just ask her, why don't you join me on a podcast so I could share some of what God's doing in her life with you. So, So Rachel, we're glad you're with us today.
0: It's good to be here,
1: Rachel. Tell the ladies a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, what you know, a little bit of what God's doing in your life, so I can set up the context of kind of where we want to go with the podcast.
0: Yeah. So, like Carmen said, I'm from Auburn, Illinois. Uh, my dad's a pastor at Meadowbrook Baptist Church, um, and I've been there since I was about one years old. And I did just graduate from Southwest Baptist University. I studied criminal justice and political science, and I'm actually getting ready to go to Southwestern Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. And I'm going to get a master's of arts in Christian education with a focus on Christian leadership. Um, I had been planning like going to law school and, um, just kind of had laser focus doing that. And then God definitely changed my heart around between Christmas and March really. And so now I'm really excited to be going to seminary and it's still new and I'm looking for uh, jobs down there and just kind of seeing what that looks like. But I do have a heart, um, for mission work and also working um, with youth, children and youth. And so I'm excited to see what um, I can learn at seminary.
1: Rachel, I wanted the ladies to get to know a little bit about you and your heartbeat. And obviously you're on your way to seminary. So um, you're still laser focused, you know, knowing what you want to do. And I think you're wise in thinking that you're in a lane, but you're going to be broad enough that you can have peripheral vision and be able to interact in the other lanes as as God guides you. What I want you to do for us is you're 22 years old. So young women or young woman finished college, very grounded as far as you're intentional to be a disciple who's intentionally making disciples. Mm. 22 is young. It's young and you know you talk with such maturity but 22 is young and you've got some life experiences and we use that term collegiate you know we hear a lot of people well, at the convention it said right we we've got to focus in I think that was part of their strategy that wrote out how we're going to go after the collegiate you know um, audience and the, the student audience and we talked about increasing baptism in that area and so forth and and you and I have talked that culture just continues to get more complicated and and it's hard it's hard for our students and it's, it's hard for our collegiate age we use that term collegiate not all of them are in college they're the same age group but they're not you know they're not all in college or they're not all going to college traditionally but but ladies we all have this woman in our backyard a lot of you have them in your family Right. And they're so bright, just like we're here in Rachel. They're so bright and and they want to engage. They want to be part of the, the game and they're teachable. They're, you know, they're teachable They're It's like oh, I'm willing to lead. I'm willing to take the reins, but I'm, I'm, I'm a sponge pour into me, too. I want to learn from somebody else's experience and seek that out. I want you to help us see that woman. You know, show us that collegiate girl—not the high school—but show us that collegiate girl. Um, what what are her needs? Who is she? You know, what are some of the trends that that you're seeing? So that because when we when we learn that, we can we can hopefully see natural opportunities to lean in and embrace that young woman.
0: Yeah, I'd say that a lot of the women my age um, in college or just recently graduated—they're very impressionable still—and there's a lot being thrown at them, whether it's through, they're mostly all on social media, um, social media is very loud and, um, that's what they see. They're being fed through that. That is very much what they start to believe, whether it's about themselves, whether it's their self image or what the world is telling them. And a lot of what I see being told is do what feels good. If it feels good, do it. And the girls that aren't very strong in their faith, if they are Christians, um, start to kind of walk into trying different things, or, well, this feels good, so why would God keep that for me, and stuff like that, and so that's what, they see other people on social media, well, they're happy, and they're doing this, and so I can do it, too, and there's a line that's really getting blurred, whether it's through social media, through really just having a lack of a good community around them, and the line of what's right and what's wrong is just blurred, and I'm um, kind of not really following scripture clearly or just kind of writing in what you want.
1: Rachel, you said that social media is loud. Yeah. You said kind of a common denominator is there's this, this attitude or this posture of, if it feels good, do it. And I couldn't help but think when you said that, you know, when consequences come and they don't always do, I mean, there always is, but, but some of them's not as public as others, right? Mm -hmm. But when the consequences come, (laughs) it doesn't feel so good then, you know, so that same, that same attitude or that same posture, if it feels good, then lean in something that feels good today can feel really awful tomorrow, Mm -hmm. man. We just can't see one step ahead of the brokenness that's right around that corner and, What I'm what I hear in other people's stories is that feel good the bottom can fall out of that so quick that that's when we see a lot of people tank fast and and tank into um some deep dark depressions or withdrawals or it it even impacts some suicide rates you know so it's it's serious I mean it's serious stuff that when when we're saying it's okay, just lean in and do it, which is what our culture seems to be doing with everything right now. But after a while, your body catches up with it. You know what I mean? It does it does impact things. So Rachel, let me ask you something. Do you see your age seeking out God? Do you see your age being drawn to church?
0: No, not really. I'd say that whenever I was at school, I'm in my kind of a bubble of SBU that I was around people that were Now, not all the people there, but I was around a lot of girls that were on fire for the Lord. But then I graduate, step back outside, come back home to Illinois, and then just seeing really through social media, people that are my age, people that I know, people that I don't know. And I don't see that. I see them doing what they want or they see Christianity as hateful and they don't want, they don't want to be a part of that. And there's the line, I guess, as I said, has been so blurred. It's almost where do you even draw the line if we let all these things happen, whether it's with gender identity or homosexuality, whatever you, whatever it is, that line has just been so blurred. And then you have all the world telling them that's okay. And then Christians come in and say it's not, and they just see that like, it's like so hateful.
1: Well, I want to I want to go there for a minute because you said that the social media is so loud, and I think you just gave a description of what you mean by loud in social mm-hmm. media. Um, just different things they read, different things that post, compared to some of the things that get posted by what they would label a christian Mm -hmm. or things that they would see right news articles or things that they would see you know coming from um, something being labeled christian Mm -hmm. here's my question to you rachel how can we effectively be louder than the world how can we effectively be louder than culture and i say that with an opinion you know i won't hide it i have an opinion because i think discipleship is relational Mm -hmm. and i think evangelism is relational And to me, social media isn't relational. It appears to be relational, but I think, you know, that's why we see so many that have friends but are feeling more lonely than they've ever felt in their life. So with my bias on the table, you know, that I think I have an opinion on that, how can we come alongside a young woman and be a voice for her, somebody we might know well, somebody we may not know Mm -hmm. well, but may just be in our circles of influence at a workplace or Mm -hmm. in a gym or a carpool or whatever that may be. How would you say um, we could be louder than yeah. what the world is to them?
0: Yeah. So I don't know who all listens to this podcast, but I'm sure that everyone that's listening knows some woman that is college aged, some young female, and there are, and there may be some that you don't know that in your community. And so I'd just say that a way to be louder is go find them, get involved in your community, um, get involved in those that young woman that you see at work or in your church that may be on the fence about things and show her love. Like maybe you're not, you may not all be by words of like telling them your opinion on what is right, what is wrong, but just showing them love and they'll see your values for um, what they really are and just showing them what being Christian is. Because again, there's this idea of what some people think a Christian is and they've been hurt by someone that claimed to be a Christian or they've been hurt by the church or something like that but in order for us to make some changes just take some responsibility in own the areas that we have control over and um, I say control but the areas that we are able to impact mm-hmm. and so I just say where you see it take advantage of it and get to know those young women um build relationships with them whether that's taking them out to coffee or invite if you have a family invite them into your family and just showing them what the love of Christ is and um even just showing them how how can they have fun without like being involved, being of the world. Had to just show them how maybe they can have wholesome fun, um, whether that's invite them in with your family or inviting them with some of your friends and just putting where maybe you know young women that are good influences and getting them plugged in. Um, what they don't want is to not feel heard at all and to be talked over. They want to be able to still be heard. And so listening to them is really important. And when they hear or see that you want to listen to them, they'll be able to talk. And so I just say that's important. Really give them an opportunity to speak because they feel that the older generation is going to just going to drown them out. That's
1: key. The older generation. I'm just processing, as you said that they feel.
0: Yeah. It's not like it's true, but they feel like they're being drowned. And I'm just
1: thinking earlier, you know, it's like, they're like, if it feels good, go that way. Mm -hmm. And now you're saying they feel that. So again, You see how those emotions and those feelings are driving behaviors. Rachel and I got to spend some time together. Um, She was part of a training that we did a few weeks ago on a Saturday. She actually facilitated the training for me. And I just peeked my head in and out. But we'd done the training in my home my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be convenient that I could kind of multitask that day. And I remember at the end of the day, Rachel, you stopped by where I was, you know, I was at, was spending some time that day. And I was sharing with you about this, um, your age group. I said, man, I'm just seeing God is connecting that age group. They come and they want to know what we're up to. And, the, and I was telling you, they share ideas and I'm like unpacking this for mm-hmm. you. Like, I'm just, I'm just seeing this engagement and it surprising me. And you looked at me so simple and said those very words, you said they want to be heard.
0: Mm-hmm. You're listening
1: that you just, you just took everything I'm trying to describe th- that to you, like, look what I'm seeing is happening yeah. here. And you just boiled it down to what you literally just said a few minutes ago. They want to be heard, but they're listening. They're willing for somebody to pour back into them. And I know one of the things I'm reading and what I'm seeing that they want to is they want authenticity. They don't want fake and they seem to be able to discern real quick if you're holding back or where you're being authentic and and ladies we all know that we can be we can share too much so we're not talking about overshare when we say invite these guys into our lives but they, they want to know is their hope for them? Tell, them. tell them when you went through a similar season. Tell them how you struggled. But, you know, it kind of gives a reminder you came through to let them know. They just might be a different generation. God tells us in his word there's nothing new under the sun. And whether they're a believer or not a believer, whether truly being discipled in the word or not, God's word never goes. It never goes void. So there's hope. You know, there's hope in that word. Um, Rachel, you said something else. You said just love them. Love them. Um, you know, and again, God's word says they'll know us by our love. I don't know that some of us know how to love. I'm going to put myself in that category. Mm-hmm. There's times I don't think I know how to love a person that God's put in front of me, which I'll give the spiritual answer. Yay, good for you, Carmen, because that means you can't. God wants to love them mm-hmm. through you and Him do the loving. There's the spiritual answer. But when, when that spiritual answer is becoming manifested in my life, you know, there's times I pull back thinking, um, I don't know how to love that person. And the reason I get there is because I think that person's got some life experiences that I've not walked or I may not understand. And what I hear you saying is lean in anyway, lean in anyway and trust God with that. So talk a little bit about that. Why? Why?
0: Yeah. I think I learned a lot about that in college with a lot of girls that their life experiences almost shocked me, um, whether it was just like things that happened to them when they were growing up or things that they were involved in and partaking in. And sometimes my first reaction is, whoa, like I don't want to be a part of that, but to they want to tell you about it. And so I think one way that you can really love people, again, listening, but ask them about it. Listen to their life experience. Yeah, you haven't walked in it, but you can, you can learn about it. And so I think just being willing to learn about how they have been um, affected by different things um, is really showing them love. And then also sharing with, don't forget to share about your life. Um, Don't discount just because I haven't experienced what they're experiencing doesn't mean that your life experiences are any less. And so sharing with them what you have been through and just kind of reconciling that just because you haven't walked the same in the same shoes doesn't mean that you have nothing in common. And so I think that Through that, you can eventually like show them the commonality that you have in Christ and build like a really good relationship. And I was able to do that when maybe it was just going to their door. This is a different setting. It was in a college dorm, but going to their door and just continuing to talk to them. Be consistent because consistency is another thing that will show them and communicate a lot of love. And um, don't just if you're not committed, don't I wouldn't go into it because they'll be hurt. And so be committed and be consistent and show them that you're there to get to know them and you want to be um, have a relationship with them and keep getting to know them and eventually you're gonna have a lot to talk about because you're gonna be friends
1: that's good that's good and ladies I think some of us don't lean in I'll start with me you know looking at the girl in the mirror sometimes I think we don't lean in because we think that person's going to take more than I have to give them mm-hmm. so I hear you say sharing my life with them too, but boundaries are still appropriate. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are still good because that's part of pouring in to that, to that younger leader mm-hmm. also. But I like what you said because you just basically said what we said a few minutes ago, they'll read through it quick. If you're not committed back away mm-hmm. <laughs> because they'll read through that quick. And and I think they'll even um, testing might be the stronger word, but I think they're actually going to play us out for a little bit to see are we really committed? Or are we just there to check it off a box, yeah. kind of like scavenger hunt? You need to build a relationship mm-hmm. with you know one collegiate, which goes back to that they want authenticity. Yeah. That's what they're looking for, and whether they realize it or not, they're they're testing the waters to check for you know to check to see if if mm-hmm. if this relationship's going to be authentic. But you're right, man. It's not like it takes them forever to get there. So just a little bit of effort, friends, on our part, they'll 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 come in quick. They're waiting for the invitation mm-hmm. to to come in. So so that's good. You know, ladies. Obviously, on this podcast, we're just ordinary women with an extraordinary God, and and we can sit here, and I can talk to, to to Rachel, and and 22, right? She's pretty spectacular for 22 years old, and she's very mature, and and so I say that up front, and I get to spend time with her, so I acknowledge that. But she's still an ordinary woman with this extraordinary God. And looking back to say, what does God want to do in my life? And she's learned. You're giving. You're hearing her share. This is how I connect to community. This is how I reach out and get resources and don't feel like I'm asking the favor. I feel like that's part of being God's church. We're here to share That's New Testament church. So I just want to give you a reminder. If you're not connected with us, connect with us. You can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can find us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. And then, of course, check out our website um, for, for resources and upcoming things. And that's IBSA.org backslash women. Rachel, I look forward to the rest of summer because I know you're specifically working on some projects for me and, and ladies, you're going to get to, you're going to get to enjoy the fruit of some of what, um, what Rachel's working on for us. But as we close, if you were talking to yourself, yourself you're getting ready to go to seminary now is you're getting ready to talk to yourself and you said you know what i need to make a list because you're getting ready to go to new territory find new friends new contacts new small group you got a little bit of family there but still you're getting ready to look for church for a small group i'm gonna learn from you what a 22 year old lady would be looking for and you are grounded in god so what would you be writing on your list to say these are the things i'm looking for when i get there
0: i'm looking for a good community at SBU I had a community that um, was challenging me, that would in challenging me, they would also hold me accountable. And I need that. In the beginning I didn't really recognize how much I needed to be challenged and how much I needed to be held accountable. Um it can be easy to just kind of keep gliding on, um, but I realized that I was when I grew, that was because I was being challenged and that would had the opportunities for that. So I want to look for people, even if it's uncomfortable, that are going to challenge me and encourage me. I'm also looking for a place to serve, and a place that not just I can say, well, I'm here, and I guess this is where I'm going to serve, but a place that God would have me, and that I can help them, but they can also help challenge me, and also within that, a church that is going to be able to pour back into me, and so if I'm serving at a church, I also want to make sure that it's a place that I'm as grounded, and that can pour into me, that I trust, that will correct me whenever I'm wrong.
1: I'm I'm excited for you because I know that you're talking to some churches and you know for some residencies and internships and and Rachel's open you know what she what she thinks she wants to do she thinks she wants to work with children some you know so that might be some areas for internships and residencies. But friend, as I watch you, I'm just like, you could go any number of ways, you know, that God has a position. And and ladies, you've heard me say this before. I believe that God choreographs something different for each of us. He does. He choreographs our life story. And as it unfolds, um, sometimes we don't understand at the minute. So ladies, I don't know what's going on in your life. You know, it may not be making much sense today. You may think, man, I was on track. I was laser focused, like Rachel said, to go this route. And something inside you has turned, and, and it's God that has shifted you a different direction. And you may not have all the answers. But he said to go and you're going that direction. And again, let me remind you, there's somebody here, you know, reach out anytime if there, if it would help just to be able to process some of those thoughts or touch base or just, you know, be prayed for, encouraged. That's that's the excitement of the, the community. And you just heard Rachel's basically her next step, you know, for career path as she finishes education and things she wants to look at. But again, I'm telling you. Then you you take a Carmen's life and put side by side with that. Um, I wasn't looking for an intern this summer. I wasn't aware that we were getting interns and was so thrilled, you know, when I got an email that, that you're getting an intern and and IBSA is working for um, interns this summer because we're growing because of being around you guys, because you bring your A game. I mean, we can hand you a project and you guys just bring in new energy to that, to that project and, and. I think, ladies, we need to realize it's not wait till they arrive, they've arrived you know, let them do what God wants to do through them in this season, and then we'll trust God with what he wants to do through them in the next season. But there again is community. When we all come together, it's, a, it's Ephesians 12, right? We train and we equip the saints for the work of the church. It's not just the pastors who do it. That's kind of our theme verse for Illinois Baptist Women, Rachel, because it reminds us that what we do is we train and equip people, but you can't train and equip people until you can get them engaged in the game. And engagement means that we're we're bringing them value they're seeing there's some value added for them being part of us because there's a lot of work right but that's what your internship is sort of spotlighting too it's like you're doing a lot of work but there's some value in this for you also that you're going to gain something to to be better at that next step god's doing for you so all right, well, ladies, I'm going to wrap down the time. I um, I hope maybe some of you was. I was going to say I wish you could have some time just to spend talking with Rachel, but some of you might get to do that. So um, so we'll see if that that happens. But I guess what I would challenge you to do today is I just wanted to share the blessing that God has given me, being able to work around these young women this summer. Um, I've actually got two other girls that I'm working with, um, more in my personal life, you know, with with a project that God's allowed me to do, and and so I'm just surrounded by this age group right now and I am loving it and I'm not smart enough to know is it the age group or is it just this I say I have the trifecta of interns this this summer Um, if it's just these women just where they're at seeking God but man you all challenge me to be a better me Um, but it's more than challenging me you guys are it's it's like Iron on iron, just like the Bible saying, "I'm better because of doing life alongside you guys." So, Rachel, I say thank you for that. And, ladies, if you're listening, I encourage you: open your eyes, see who God is putting around you in this age group, and listen to what Rachel said. Invite them in, let them be heard. Be authentic. Don't be scared to be transparent, but know what to share and know what not to share. And that doesn't mean don't give details. I'm just saying you don't have to share all your story. You don't have to share all the details where somebody gets lost in the details and they they miss the 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 what what God was doing in your life. So, Rachel, any closing thoughts you want to share with the ladies?
0: Yeah, I just say one of the biggest lessons I've learned is about humility. So I guess I would leave you with this: don't forget to remember what God's done for you in your life. In doing that, don't put humility in the back seat and be let let yourself be taken over by your own pride. And I've seen that way too much in the past four years. I guess in my time at College and getting caught up in my own plans and what I'm going to do um, and not realizing what um, what all God could do if I would just let him.
1: That's a good word. That's that's the grounding word that grounds us. Right. That's our anchor. So that's a good word. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Like I said, if this conversation has prompted some questions or comments, reach out to us. Um, If you'd like to spend a few minutes talking to Rachel, she's in the office with us this summer. Reach out, contact me, and I'll put you in contact with her. She would love to, to talk to you. You may have that person in your life right now, and you're thinking, man, how do I lean into her? What does it look like? feel free to give Rachel a call and talk to her and um, make a contact for future also. But, but Rachel, thank you so much for, well, you're sharing your time with me, but thanks for letting me invite you into the podcast. This yeah, thank week. you. All right, ladies, I just want to tell you, keep doing what you're doing. Um, Follow God. Be that disciple who makes disciples. We're just ordinary women, but we have this extraordinary God, and He's got a story that He has written for your life, and we're watching it play out, and we're just here on the sidelines cheering you on. So we'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast.
0: You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.